Hello and welcome to the True Blue Sporting Podcast. It's that time of year again. Everyone within the rugby league community is throwing their two cents in. Who they think will go well and who's in for an extremely long year. And I'm going to join them. It's time for the True Blue Sporting Podcast official preview of the 2022 NRL season. Yes, it is that time for my official 2022 NRL predictions. Now I'm going to be starting off at the bottom of the ladder and slowly working my way up until I get to my eventual minor premiers and then who I see winning it all in 2022. So the wooden spoon. I thought about this one for a while, um, but it came down to two sides and they'll feature in the bottom two. But 16th this year, I'm going to go for the North Queensland Cowboys. Unfortunately, I don't think the Cowboys have the depth in their squad to last a full 25 games. Unfortunately, they've lost a lot of experienced players with Michael Morgan retiring, Justin O'Neill leaving the club, Josh Maguire as well. That experience is invaluable and they've really struggled to fill the void which was left by Jonathan Thurston and Matt Scott. However, they have brought in a few decent players with the likes of Brendan Elliott coming back from England and adds depth into their back line. Peter Hiku makes his way over from the New Zealand Warriors and is a great signing as an outside back who can cover any position in the back line and is a very solid player. Tanua Brown also joins the club from the Warriors and is a very exciting prospect uh, for the Cowboys and is one to watch throughout this season. Chad Townsend is the final recruit and he is the man this year for me. Chad Townsend has to take this football side by the scruff of the neck. He's got to lead them to, if they're any hope of making the finals. Chad Townsend needs to return back to the 2016 version. The 2016 version which saw a premiership delivered to the Shire for the first time in 50 years. And he's got to be that man again. Does he have the side, however, to take them to glory? I just don't think so. But there's going to be a lot of pressure on Chad because he is the man in this side. He's got to be the uh, the captain of the ship and drive them around the park. There is a lot of youth in this squad and it is exciting for Cowboys fans. However, I just don't know how we will go in a 25-game season. Because at the end of the day, the youth will struggle with consistency. And that is the main concern I have with this squad. If they're able to consistently deliver week in and week out. A big thing for me is Jason Taumalolo and how he needs to adapt his game to this new modern style. Jason Taumalolo was the best lock for four or five years only a couple years ago, but the six again, the quicken up of the game has slowed down his production. He isn't as damaging as he once was, and he isn't the best lock in the game anymore. To recapture the form of Jason Taumalolo, I think he needs a positional change, which has been suggested by the rugby league guru. Move him into the front row. If he's at lock, he's going to think that he's going to have to ball play every, every set. But if he's in the front row, he just knows that he has to go 
carry that ball in the defensive line and have no preservation for his own body and the other any other body which tries to stop him along the way. Jason Taumalolo has the potential to be this best front rower in the game. And if they move him there, that is going to be of real benefit for the North Queensland Cowboys. And I think this is the way to recapture Jason Taumalolo. And they have to do it because they committed a big, big contract to him. He signed a 10-year contract. So they've got to do everything in their power to ensure that those 10 years are the very best of Taumalolo. Through moving Taumalolo into the front row, it enables a spot for the likes of Ruben Cotter, who I'm a really big fan of. Ruben Cotter, he's played a few All-Stars games, he's been in and out of first grade, but this is the year where he tries and knuckles down a consistent first grade spot for mine. Through playing at lock, he's got incredible uh, ruck speed, he's got incredible footwork, and he's able to drive past the markers, get down, and get a quick play the ball. He's also very, he's got the dummy half background, so he's good with his hands left and right, which enables him to play the modern way of a lock. And this allow, this will only improve the Cowboys' attack in 2022. The last player for the Cowboys, which I'm really excited to see this year, is Hammerside Tabirai Fido, the Hammer. I'm looking forward to his development going up even another level. Now, it's hard to think that the Hammer can go another level, but I think he's got it in him. Last year, he made a State of Origin debut, bursting onto the scene, scoring a try in his debut. But this year is the year he goes even better. He's going to be the superstar in this side for mine. I've got him playing strike center, and I'll go through my round one lineup in a moment. But I've got him playing center, and he being the strike center that they look for on a shift. Getting him early ball using his footwork, using his pace to burn a defender and being really damaging on an edge. And But my only concern is his defense. If he can improve on his defense and work on that and get that right, he is going to be a very, very good center in this competition. Now, I said I'll go into my round one lineup for the Cowboys, and here it is. Valentine Holmes is the fullback. Kyle Felt and Murray Talangi are the wingers. Hamaside Tabirafido is one center with Peter Hiku the other. Scott Drinkwater is the 5'8", and I think this is, this, is, this is his position. There's been a lot of question marks whether he's a fullback or a 5'8". 5'8's his position for mine. Chad Townsend, as I said, is the man and the halfback. Jason Taumalolo and Tanua Brown are in the front row. Reese Robson is the hooker. Ruben Cotter is the block. Ben Condon and Cohen Hess are the back row. Jake Granville, who was Mr. Fix-It for the Cowboys last year, returns to his bench spot after playing a few games at fullback. Lukey, Burr, and Dunn round out the bench. So overall, I think this year for the Cowboys, if they can see their youth and their inexperienced players develop and grow, it's a positive year for the Cowboys. And if they can get their recruiting right for the next year, they can only go forward. So for the Cowboys, they're going to be running 16th for mine, but there's going to be a lot of improvement in some individual players. Now, moving on to 15th. This one stings a little bit. This one hurts. I didn't want to do it, but I had to. I've put the West Tigers, and it hurts and it stings because I am a fan and a big fan of this club. But unfortunately, I just don't think we'll 
be up there with the top eight sides. Although it is needed for the club. The club this year needs a top eight finish. There's no question about it. They haven't been in the finals for 10 years. And as a fan base, they are demanding it. If you look over social media, there is high demand of a semi-final finish this year. And if it doesn't happen, all hell could break loose. They've brought in the likes of Oliver Gildart and Jackson Hastings from the Super League. Now, can they transfer their form from the Super League to the NRL? We'll see. But it is extremely difficult when people make the journey from England to Australia. Tyrone Peachy joins the club from the Gold Coast Titans after being let go by them. But I think Tyrone Peachy has the potential to be the signing of the year, and I'll tell you why later. And Stafford Toa has joined the club from Newcastle, a very exciting outside back. Now, the losses for the Tigers aren't really big losses. They've got rid of the dead wood, which was at the club, with the key ones being Michael Cheekham, Reese Hoffman, Joey Leilua, Moses Embai, Russell Packer, and Billy Walters. Now, if you look at the losses, they've got big names like Joey Leilua, Embai, and Packer, who were brought to the club on big money. But whilst they were there, they didn't quite perform to their full capabilities, and they didn't produce what their pay packet demanded. So letting these guys go won't have a great impact on this current squad. The question mark for me is the combination between Brooks and Hastings. And I think they can bring the best out of each other. And here's why. Luke Brooks is a runner. He's playing his best footy when he's taking the line on, when he's running the ball, and he's putting defences on their heels. Jackson Hastings, a general, he likes to control the side, get them to where they need to be, get to a point, and allow everyone to get in the game. So if they can get this balance right, it'll be beneficial for the West Tigers. However, no Adam Dewey is a huge, is of huge impact for the West Tigers. He's out with an ACL injury until about round 10, and this can be detrimental to their season. There's no um, if, buts, or maybe. Adam Dewey was the Tigers' best player last year, and the fact that he is out injured can cause devastation to this season before it even gets started, to be honest. There's a strong chance that the Tigers will be a negative record by the time Adam Dewey comes back into the side. And when he comes back into the side, he's coming back with a dodgy knee. It's not like he's going to return and he's going to be Adam Dewey of old. He's going to have to take a few games to get back into his rhythm, get back into his groove, and that's going to impact the side. The forward depth for me within the Tigers is concerning. The starting pack is okay. It can hold its own against the others. It's when a few injuries enter the squad, and injuries are inevitable. They're going to happen to every club. So when the injuries do come, I just don't think they have the man and the muscle to go with it. It's like the top 20 are solid. It's a solid top 20 squad. But when you go from 21 to 30, it's a lot of youth. It's not a lot of first grade experience. And it's going to be a big, big question mark this season for the West Tigers. And we saw that last year when a few injuries entered, they debuted a few guys, and it just didn't work. Moving on, this year is make or break for Luke Brooks. This year is his year. Now, here's why. In 2018, he was the Dallium halfback of the year. He was the best halfback in the comp, and now he's nowhere near it. 
I'm a big fan of Luke and I'm one of his biggest supporters because I know how good he can be and know how good he is. But this year is his year. Hastings coming to the club puts pressure on him. Dewey coming back into the fold halfway through the season will put even more pressure on him to perform in the first 10 weeks. If he can get off to the start, if he can get off to a very good start from rounds 1 to 10 and lead this side around like the, the Tigers fans know he can, there's no reason why the Tigers won't be up towards the top, the bottom eight, rather. Now, I said Tyrone Peachy earlier has the potential to be the signing of the year because he's able to free up the likes of Hastings, Brooks, Dewey, and give them more time and more space to put on their shape with the football. Now, we saw this in the trial game, which he played only on Friday night. And yes, you can't read into trials too much, but I, I saw... One thing I did notice, rather, was that he allowed Brooks and Jock Madden, who was playing 5'8", to sit a little bit wider, to get the ball in a little bit more space, and to be able to run at the defenders. So that's the big thing for Peachy. If he can get his go-forward uh, go working and get in between the mark, in, be in behind the markers, and then allow the likes of Hastings and the likes of Brooks, Laurie, and Dewey with ball in early with early ball in space, that's where Peachy's gonna be most effective. I think Peachy's gotta play a little bit of selfless football this year. And if Peachy's playing selfless football this year, the Tigers are gonna go well. I said earlier Jackson Hastings returns to the NRL and it's so good to see him back. He went over to England, won a man of steel, became a better player, and even he says became a better person whilst he was there but he's going to have a lot of pressure on him this year. A lot of the Tigers fans have labelled him as the saviour. Now, we know what the Tigers fans are like. If it doesn't go right, he'll be the first person that gets the blame. Now, I'll go through the round one lineup. Obviously, there's a big exclusion with Adam Dewey not in the side. So we've got Dane Laurie, one of the best... Uh, one of the rookies of last year at fullback and can't wait to see him in his second season. David Norfoluma and Ken Mamalo have the potential to be one of the best um, winger duos in the competition coming out of yardage. Oliver Gilder and Stafford Toa I would put in the centres. Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks at halves. Stefano Utakamanu, another one of the rookies of the year last year, is one front row with Jake Simpkin. Alex Twal, uh, Jape Simpkin at lock. Alex Twal, the other front rower. Luciano Leilua in his final year at the club before he goes to the North Queensland Cowboys. Luke Garner and Tyrone Peachy are the back row. Jacob Little, James Tamo, Joe Offengawi and Kelmar Talangi round out the 17. Another interesting thing about the Tigers this year, not one captain. They've got five. And quite frankly... I'm not the biggest fan, and here's why. Too many cooks spoil the, the broth. It's an old saying, but it's a true saying. When the going gets tough, who's going to be the one to stand up? They're going to be looking at five different people. This is where you need one person. And the fact that Ken Mamalo... And Tyrone Peachy joined Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, and James Tamo in the leadership group is worrying for me. Peachy walked in the door two months ago. 
Kemamalo walked in six months ago. And they're the captains of the club? No. Not for me. When you got the likes of Alex Twal at the club, who has been there through thick and thin, and has been a leader before. He was a leader last year. And now he gets sacked? What's, what's with that? I just can't understand why a winger who's been there for six months is in the leadership team. What I would have done, personally, I would have given the club captaincy to Adam Dewey and do something similar to what Newcastle have done. They've given the club captaincy to Jaden Braley. Yes, he's out injured, but he's still the club captain. Kalen does it on game day. So if I was coaching the Tigers, I know I don't have that um, those capabilities, but what I would have done is had Adam Dewey as my club captain and given the role on game day to someone like Luke Brooks or James Tamo. James Tamo did it last year. Some would say he didn't do, do overly well, but he ha- he's got the leadership experience, and that's why he was brought to the club, to be a leader. They've given the captaincy to Luke on a couple of occasions. Everyone obviously seems to listen to him. So that's where I would have leaned towards, because you just need a tight-knit leadership group, and I feel like with five, there's just going to be too many people talking. So in saying this, I really hope that my Tigers prove me wrong, and I am optimistic, and I am hoping that there is finals football for this season. But if I remove my bias, if I look at every, every squad in the NRL, I do believe we do have the second weakest. I do believe we have the potential to be struggling this year. And a lot of things are going to have to go right in 22 if we're to play, if the Tigers are to play finals football. Well, that's all we've got time for today uh, with six, the preview of 16th and 15th in this season. We'll move on to in two days' time to 14th and 13th. Just recapping, I've got the North Queensland Cowboys taking the wooden spoon in 2022 and the West Tigers running 15th. I'll see you next time for the official True Blue Sporting Podcast NRL Season Preview.